Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The carnal Christian. So if you have your Bible open, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. The natural man is... Uh, the Bible tells us, speaks of the person who's not born again, uh, you know, lives his life to uh, fulfill the desires of his flesh, uh, doesn't understand spiritual matters, spiritualness is foolishness to them. The spiritual man is a person who's born again, spiritually alive, understands spiritual matters, loves the Lord, understands redemption through Jesus Christ. Now today, we're going to look at a third category that is introduced by the Apostle Paul, uh, the carnal man, and uh, uh, means fleshly, right? And uh, Paul calls them babes in Christ. And so maybe you've heard someone say that, hey, they're a carnal Christian. They believe in Jesus, uh, but uh, they have never grown up. They're not spiritually mature. Paul calls them babies. They're still babies spiritually. And the Apostle Paul is saying here in verse 1, I want to talk to you as grown-ups, but I can't because you're still a spiritual baby. Now, there is nothing wrong with being a baby. I love babies, right? And uh, when you're first born again, the Bible says you're a spiritual baby, right? And, and, and uh, being a baby uh, is, uh, for me, it's just cute. I love babies. You know, I have three boys, and when they were babies, I just loved it. Hung out with them every day, had fun, you know, fed them in their high chairs, and they threw stuff around. And every Christian starts out as a spiritual baby. And it's okay when you first get saved and you first start going to church, first start learning about the Bible, right? The Bible says you're a spiritual baby and, you know, you can't really help other people because you've got to learn and grow yourself. And that's okay. And that's normal. But the Bible says that we need to grow up spiritually. And tragically, some Christians never grow up spiritually. And the Apostle Paul is saying to the Christians there in the church in Corinth, he's saying, look, some of you aren't growing spiritually and you ought to be grown up by now. And I want to talk to you about spiritual things on the next level, but you can't understand it because you are still immature spiritually, and so I can't talk to you about deeper spiritual matters. Now, it's, if you think about this, it's kind of like trying to tell a second grader how to do an algebra problem, right? Uh, I was talking to a second grader the other night uh, here at church, and I said, so what are you learning in school? And he was saying, I add, subtract, divide. I said, do you multiply? No, nope, don't, don't multiply. And I'm like, okay, but you divide, but no multiply. Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, I can't tell you about algebra, right? Because can't understand, right? And so uh, they were born again, these people in the church there, but they were not spiritually mature. And spiritual maturity is not based on how long you've been a Christian, because I know that some of you are thinking right now, spiritual maturity, ah, oh, yeah. And, and, and some people think, well, I've been going to church for 20, 30 years, so I'm spiritually mature, right? Wrong. <laughs> spiritual maturity is not based on how long you've been a Christian. It's not even based on what church you go to. And there are many carnal Christians who think that they're not carnal because they think they know a bunch of Bible verses, but uh, they think that their spiritual maturity is based on what they think they know, not based on what they practice. And so a carnal Christian can know a thousand Bible verses and put none of them into practice, right? And so that's what Paul's talking about in verse 1 when he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul is saying, you know, by now you should be functioning as a grown-up, and, and you should be spiritually grown-up, but 
uh, you know, I can't talk to you because you're not spiritually grown up. Now, in Hebrews, it tells us about a group of people there, that same situation, where he says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So Paul says that, you know, when you're a baby, you drink milk, and that's just the way it is. But as you grow, then you need to eat solid food to get stronger spiritually. And he's saying that solid food, or in the King James, the word meat is there. It says, but meat belongs to those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he's saying by putting into practice what you know, that helps you to grow. And that's an important understanding for all of us as it relates to spiritual growth is that we need to put it into practice. Hearing stuff, but not doing it doesn't mean anything. Jesus said, you know, the blessing comes from doing it, not just hearing it. Now, there are many Christians today who are in an arrested state of development. They're not growing spiritually, and the carnal Christian is one who has received Jesus as their Savior, but never denied themselves, never taken up their cross. As Jesus said in John 16, 24, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So Jesus is saying, deny your selfish, carnal nature. Now, the carnal Christian's life is controlled by their carnal, fleshly nature. And, and uh, the flesh dictates how they live their life. Now, that's very different than someone who walks in the Spirit. And like a, a baby, they throw temper tantrums when they don't get their way, you know? Uh, now, that's what babies do. And that's totally okay, right? I have a little um, six-month-old uh, granddaughter, Penelope, and she's a little baby. And in fact, uh, you know, one of my sons, it's not his child, when she cries, he holds her out and says, you're a little baby, and he gives her back to her dad, right? And so uh, she, well, he calls her a big baby, not a little baby, but she's not that big. But anyway, yeah, big baby, and gives her back. And, and, uh, but that's what babies do. They throw fits, and that's okay, right? Because they're a baby. Now, Paul is saying that that's okay, but not to stay there, right? See, for these carnal Christians, Jesus is their Savior, but he's not the Lord of their lives. And how does a person know whether they are carnal Christian or not? Well, Paul gives us some identifiers or some characteristics of a carnal Christian in verse 3, when he says in 1 Corinthians 3, 3, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy and strife, are you not carnal? So envy and strife in the Bible uh, are called the evil Siamese twins, because in the New Testament, one is always associated with the other. If you have envy, you're going to find yourself engaged in strife. Strife is the result that always comes from envying. So the carnal Christian is one who does not find fulfillment or satisfaction in Jesus Christ. The carnal Christian is always envious of other people, of their position, of their possessions. They're always striving to promote themselves. And so one of the main characteristics of a carnal Christian is they're constantly striving to promote themselves. Now, a second characteristic of the carnal Christian that he tells us about here is divisiveness in verse 3, where he says, For you are still carnal, for where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal? So the carnal Christian causes divisions in the body of Christ. And, and these are some characteristics. So if you're ever wondering, hey, where am I in this whole thing? He tells us what it means. Now, a, a carnal Christian in, in a church gets a group of people together, they want to form a little clique, and then they cause division. They start complaining about something, and they obviously never read about the story with Moses and the children of Israel complaining, but, uh, you know, they get together, and they start complaining, and the scriptures teach that the mark of a carnal Christian is, is one who causes division, one who is envious, one who is causing strife, and so uh, the Bible tells us, and the scripture teaches, the more spiritually mature a person is, the less divisive they are. In James 3.16, he says, for where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing is there. But 
The wisdom that is from above is first pure, it's peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And so uh, the wisdom that God puts in a person's life when they grow spiritually and become spiritually mature and walk in the Spirit is that one of their characteristics is that they're willing to yield. Hey, go ahead of me, right? You're, you're coming to church, you're running late, you're shaking because you're addicted to caffeine and you need some, and you get up to the coffee shop, and, and there's some people coming in front of you, and you're like, go, go ahead. <laughs> you know, like, I'll wait after to get mine. You know, I, was like, I don't drink coffee. But anyway, uh, right, uh, you know, it's just you're willing to yield, right? You're just peaceful. Hey, you go in front of me, right? And uh, one of the characteristics of a mature Christian is they are peacemakers. Hebrews 12, 14 says, pursue peace with all people. See, that's something that when you grow spiritually, you recognize God wants you to pursue peace. And that's something that you have to chase after, right? Uh, peace with people is not easy, right? It, I, we've talked about this before. You're aware that there are people that can annoy you, right? Does anybody here, has anybody here gone through life where you've never met someone who annoys you? Raise your hand. Oh, he's awesome. I need to talk to you. I mean, not me. I mean, right? I mean, it's like pursue per- peace. You, you got to like, you know, you got to work at it, right? And, and it's part of spiritual growth. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God, right? So blessed are the peacemakers. Now, God wants us to be peacemakers and that's part of spiritual maturity. Causing division, causing strife, that's spiritual immaturity. Now, the Bible says that somebody already has the role of accusing the brethren. And you know who it is, right? Revelation 12.10 says, For the accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast down. It's speaking of Satan, right? So uh, Satan accuses the brethren. That's not what we're called to do. So from time to time, we need to ask ourselves, what kind of Christian do we want to be? Do we want to be a fault finder, sin sniffer? Have you sinned this week? How about you, right? I mean, or do you want to be a peacemaker, right? Hey, how you doing? Hey, well, I blew it this week. Hey, well, let's pray for you. Hey, God loves you. God's gracious. God's merciful, right? I mean, do you want to be a peacemaker or a fault finder, right? And, and envy and strife and causing division are characteristics that mark a carnal Christian. Now, you might be thinking, well, Pastor Bob, we got it. Carnal Christian, what's the cure for carnality? Well, if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, walk in love, right? Jesus said the number one characteristic of a Christian is love, right? Uh, John 13, 35, Jesus said, by this all will know that you're my disciples if you go around pointing out everyone's faults. No, what does it say? If you have love for one another, right? That's the most important thing, to have love for one another. And, and what he's saying is in the church family. So we need to be loving one another in the church. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, what does that mean, love them? Do I have to kiss them? No, what, do I have to hug them? Well, I mean, you don't know, but here, you don't have to, you know, what is he talking about, love? Well, he's talking about the biblical definition of love, which God gives us in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, when you wonder, well, what does it mean to love my brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, 4, that word love there is agape. That's the supernatural love that God wants to put in your heart as you grow spiritually, and it starts out, love suffers long. Now, we don't even really need to keep reading because that kind of covers a lot. You just start right there, and you think, do I love my church family? Well, I would ask you, do you suffer long? right? I mean, when you think about what love is, the biblical de- definition of love, it, it is to suffer long, right? And, and to, to endure. And, and, you know, it is a, a different definition than the world. Like the world's definition is, I'll love you as long as you do nice things for me. God's definition of love is, look, whether you do nice things for me or not, I'm going to love you. And when you do things that annoy me, I'm still going to love you, right? And love suffers long. And it goes on to say, and is kind and does not envy. So opposite of the carnal Christian who always is envying, if you love someone, you don't envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It is not provoked and thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So if you were to kind of 
in your mind right now, you want to take a little snapshot of what is God's definition of love of a spiritually mature person? Well, it just starts out with love suffers long and endures all things, right? And, and when I think about that agape love that God wants to put in our hearts, I think of a mom with a little baby, right? The little baby just keeps the mom up all night long. It, it makes messes, and yet the mom's like, oh, isn't she so cute? You're just like, whoo, yeah, right? That's love, right? And that's the kind of love that God wants us to have for our brothers and sisters in church, right? To just, no matter what they do, right? And sometimes you come to church and people do things that are annoying, right? And, 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 you know, that's just the way it is. But here's the thought. If you think, you know what, there's some people at church that annoy me, you have to think this. You wonder if I'm annoying somebody else. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will